Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hey everybody, tonight we're debating whether or not pot should be legal, and we're starting right now with Carissa's opening statement. Thanks so much for being with us. Carissa, the floor is all yours. Thank you so much, James. Um, I'm glad to be back. Um, so from my research, I am not an ideologue on this position. I have researched it. I've looked through the data on it, and it, it seems to me that obviously weed needs to be decriminalized first off it's the first step we need to take but one thing that we have not been able to move forward on because of the um the tight restrictions on weed is fda approval in the 1900s the late the 1990s um there was some research through the fda on weed but that was stopped so I think what we should do is we should move it from a section one drug to section two dr drug or a schedule one drug to a schedule two drug. And we need to actually do some more research because right now a lot of the research is inconclusive. There is not much to suggest that weed is very beneficial medically. And there is a lot to suggest that it is very detrimental especially not necessarily if you're doing it every once in a while, but especially if you do it regularly. So I believe we should decriminalize it, which would mean that it would still be a misdemeanor, but there would be no you know, criminal offenses. Um, we can, so that would also mean that doctors could prescribe it, but I do feel, I do believe that that should be dosed. Um, currently, with a lot of the medical weed that we're seeing in states that allow medical marijuana, it is not dosed. You have very large quantities that you can buy all at one time. Um, and it's honestly just uh, for many people use it just to get weed recreationally. So it's almost like a workaround. Um, so I think that needs to be closed up, that gap. I think if it is um, used medically, it should be dosed like a prescription drug, which would be allowed um, if we decriminalized it and we were able to prescribe. Um, but generally speaking, I think we need to do a lot more research before we even consider full-scale legalization. Um, and even if we do legalization, I think we need to be very strategic about doing so. And we need to make sure that people understand the risks involved in especially um, abuse of marijuana. And that's all I have. Thank you very much, Carissa, for that opening statement. And want to let you know, folks, if it's your first time here at Modern Day Debate, we are a neutral platform hosting debates on science, religion, and politics. We hope you feel welcome no matter what walk of life you were from. And hey, if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button for many more juicy debates to come. For example, you'll see at the bottom right of your screen, Alex Stein and Vegan Gaines will be debating veganism on trial. So you don't want to miss that one as well as many more. With that, we'll kick it over to Tom. Thanks so much for being here. The floor is all yours.
Yeah, thanks, James, as always, for hosting. Thanks, uh, Hunter Avalon, for joining the Zoom call. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, so my position is I don't understand how anyone doesn't understand why we shouldn't legalize weed. Like, there has been tons and tons of studies on weed, both long-term and short-term. It does have a negative side effect, especially depending on the age you take it. If you start taking it younger, it has more of a side effect. But it's less of, than caffeine. It's less than sugar. It's less than cigarettes. It's less than any of the medications like uh, that doctors give you. It it doesn't. It essentially does less than anything. Sugar does less than sugar. This is this is not a a huge impact at all. It has very minimal impacts, even over long term usages compared to like any normal drug. Um, it definitely makes people relax. It's used to as a pain suppressant, which we know it works as a pain suppressant, which is kind of the only thing it's used for as a medical. Uh, aid to decrease pain and it's significantly less damaging than any other pain suppressant so like oxycodone you can get addicted to and it can kill you um all of those kinds of drugs are, are, are bad whereas marijuana is not bad it causes not those bad things to happen so obviously if we're talking about for medical usages marijuana is a obviously better choice than literally any other pain med um it, i mean it, it does less damage than consistent advil usage Advil will damage your intestines and your stomach if you use it in your liver too much. Marijuana doesn't do that. So is it perfect? No, it does have some negative side effects, especially if you start taking it young and continue to take it a lot. Um, are they bad? Not really. I mean, like you score lower on some verbal tests. That's about it. It's not, it's not, it's not a terrible outcome. Uh, it's, it has a very significant effect at lowering pain, which is good. So, I mean, I don't understand why anyone would be opposed to using this as a medical drug. And talking about legalization, like, is there any drugs that do less damage? Sugar, caffeine, tobacco, anything? I don't think so. I think those are all worse, yet they're all legal. So it doesn't really make much sense to say that this should not be legalized, just completely, just go do it in your home if you want kind of a thing, because it... it it doesn't do significant damage. Like people can drive on marijuana and are less impaired than drinking. It, it doesn't, I don't, I, I just don't understand why anyone would think that this is not something that should just be immediately legalized. I, I don't get it at all. I'll conclude there. <laughs> you got it. Thank you very much, Tom, for that opening statement as well. And we're going to jump right into open conversation, folks. We are very excited for it. Carissa and Tom, the floor is all yours. Thank you. Um, you didn't so laugh I think... at my hunter joke. I called you hunter. <laughs> you didn't laugh. <laughs> I'm just used to it. Um, so I actually agree with a lot of what you said. Um, so I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm anti-weed. Um, my position is that it needs to be researched by the FDA, like every other drug, right? So, so you have, are you familiar with like the different um, schedules of drugs you have there's like different classifications of drugs and I think it's absolutely insane that like legally we cannot prescribe weed like under federal law I think that's absolutely insane I agree with you that um, that there are definitely cases that we can that it would make sense to prescribe weed instead of something like opioids like you mentioned um i think that's definitely fair would you agree that maybe a, a good potential compromise would be dosing it dosing marijuana yes why like if if there was some amount that you could overdose on then yes, it would make sense to dose it. But you li it's literally impossible to overdose on marijuana. Why would we But dose it, it is possible to become addicted. 
in, in extremely rare cases. Like it's, it's really hard to get addicted to marijuana. That's not true. There's it actually, they found that um, 10% of those who try marijuana or actually just you maybe not try, but use marijuana on a like just, I guess, blanket use marijuana, have a dependence on it. Um, that it constitutes abuse is called um, cannabis use. Um, I think is CUD, is C-U-D, dependence, cannabis use dependence. It's a very, it's funny because I think that's a very common perception that you can't get addicted, but you do. And it's actually not just psychological. You have like withdrawal effects. It changes your brain. I have a study here if you'd like to, I know this is just more of like a, more like a conversation, but I did, I looked into it a little bit and from like NIH, it talks about how it, it does actually, it remodels your brain reward circuits. And so yeah, it, and I, I totally agree. Like you can get addicted to anything. Like I'm addicted to chess but and video games. But it's common. That, I think that's well, the point. 10% isn't common. Like the addiction rate to caffeine is 30%. The addiction rate to nicotine is 80%. Do we see a significant cognitive decline in regular caffeine drinkers? Um, or anything like comparable to that? For nicotine, we definitely do. For alcohol, mm. we definitely do. Alcohol is 50%. It's legal. Um, but I feel like that's a little bit of like a pivot, though. I like I understand. Like I, I think that's another conversation to have. But I think just talking about the dangers specifically for marijuana, do you see it as being like? Do you understand that like people can actually get addicted and have like negative effects? Well, yeah, but I don't see that as a problem. Like you can get addicted to anything like caffeine or alcohol or cigarettes, but we let like, right. the fact that you can get addicted isn't the reason to make it illegal. So uh, you're right. I think it's the negative side effects that have come along with that, that addiction. Is that right? Uh, yeah. If there were like significant negative side effects, that would be a good reason. Like if you died, like heroin, heroin is a yeah. good thing to keep legal because you die. <laughs> that's but fair. I think that's fair. The, what the, about um, potential there is data that suggests causal relationships between psychosis and marijuana. Do you think that's something that we should study more before making it legal? Well, I mean, we could study it more, but I think it depends on the rate. If the rate is at a such significantly small enough number that it's not really a big deal, then no. I, mean, I agree with you. But like do you vaccine, think we should study the, the it COVID first? Vaccine will kill well we have we have marijuana is one of the most studied drugs because it's so prevalent and easy to produce and easy to study and there's long-term studies because people use it for decades so it's one of the most studied drugs it's but the issue is that it's it's mostly longitudinal it's it is very hard to have control groups because of the federal um so, so like a lot of the studies are voluntary response right so for example they found that people when they respond and like talking about the side effects of marijuana, they will say that they didn't experience any cognitive decline, but the limited studies that we have conducted that have been able to be controlled, they found that even though they were self-report that way, they, they um, perform much lower on tests. So all I'm saying is that it's, there's a, big part of studies that we are not missing that we are not able to engage in because of the federal illegalization of marijuana right uh no 
I, I agree. It's harder to get a study on a class one drug, but we still the do it. The controlled study, right? Right. But we do it. Like there's tons of controlled studies. It's not like they're, they're, they're like impossible to find. Like I can just Google them on Google Scholar and I can find but dozens they, of them. Do you think that those controlled studies are, are comparable to the rigor that an FDA approval would subject uh, it to? Yeah. Because all the FDA does is the same scientific studies that the colleges do. In fact, they just kind of pawn them off to the colleges in lots of cases. But usually it's, it's like much more large scale, right? Because my understanding, yeah, they do going lots through of them the, at the same time, yes. yeah. So going through the data from what I've been reading from doctors who have studied this, a big concern that they've had is that this isn't as studies as it as it should be, right? So they want to do more studies on it because, so for example, they don't know if it actually the effect that it has on mental health. There's some data to suggest that it helps anxiety. There's other data to suggest that it does not, right? So I feel like those types of things or a causal relationship between schizophrenia um, or psychotic episodes, I think, do you feel like that might need to be established before we look at making things legalized across the board? Not really, because we have such an abundance of use. We have lots of cases to know. If it did, if it caused a significant increase in psychosis, we would see lots and lots and lots of psychosis everywhere in the country because it's used everywhere in the country by a huge amount of the population. And it has been for decades. So if it Mm -hmm. was a serious risk of actually causing psychosis, then we would see it a lot in society, but we don't. So like we know heroin causes death because people die mm-hmm. when we find heroin, but we don't, we don't find like a massive spike in the amount of psychosis over the past 50 years, even though there's been a massive spike in the amount of marijuana usage, which means we can say direct correlation, probably not a big thing. That's not, it's not a major contributor to psychosis because we can just look at the data. There's been a massive increase in marijuana usage, not a massive increase in psychosis cases. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I understand when, and actually there's a study that talks about exactly what you're saying. Um, but it, it says it is, as they say, it's puzzling. It's a puzzling aspect of cannabis associated psychosis is that schizophrenia is not rising in incidents to reflect prevalent cannabis use, but they have been able to establish. And I think they go into like a lot of detail of like the genotypes and stuff, but they say carrier type uh, carriers of a genotype, um, and they, I think from my understanding, it's like a stress diathesis model, right? So you have like an underlying disposition maybe for psychosis, but you like using weed is a stressor that can bring that out and is a higher risk. It's a 10 times higher risk of psychosis. It says carriers of, um, I'm trying to see here. It's, it seems like it's like a, from the literature, it seems like it's a much higher risk of psychosis for those who use weed. Yeah. I mean, but that, that's the true of every drug. Every drug has some kind of strange effect on a certain population that has some genetic defect. Like even the, the vaccine is said to have literally killed some people because they have some bad genetic reaction to it mm-hmm. in, their, in their immune system. Um, does, the question isn't about, can it negatively affect some group? It's, is it a large enough group of the population where this is a significant threat that it should be legal or illegal in the Illegalized. no right we, we know it's not because it just doesn't happen there's like like you said like the study says this is not a very prevalent thing the amount of psychosis is not going up which means so it does say right 
so it says here, I'm sorry, I, di I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. Um, it says recent meta-analysis lend further support to the hypothesis that cannabis use um, use causally contributes to the increased risk risk of development of schizophrenia. In a comprehensive and systematic meta-analysis, Moore et al. determined whether cannabis use contributes causally to the development of non-substance psychiatric illness. The study was designed as much as possible. Um, two of the most important methodolo methodological problems. Uh, let's see here. Well, I mean, it's, I, it found an association, and I understand that you're saying that. Um, it says the author suggests the need of renewed warning about the potential hard, harmful effects of cannabis. Well, one of the things you read there was a non substance addiction. A non substance addiction is something that is not related to the thing you're drinking. It's an action based thing, like picking your nose or scratching the back of your neck too much or uh, sex, gambling, those kinds of things, internet games. Things no, that don't, saying, are not related to the substance. Well, no, it says it's a causal, it contributes causally to the development of a non-substance psychiatric illness. So it's a causal relationship. To a non-substance addiction. Psychiatric, no, 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 non-substance psychiatric illness, such as schizophrenia or affective disorders. So they've linked it causally. Well, again, the question would be is like, how much? Like any drug, no, you're, you're always going you. to find like this drug can lead to death if you take it. Like, but, okay. So, right. And I, I understand that, but I think I don't know if we're the people to be determining whether or not the risk outweighs the benefit. Because from what I'm seeing, there are substantial risks, such as this one, even more so the cognitive situation, um, which has also, there's risk with driving too, right? And I understand it's a lot less than when you're drunk, but even when you're not high, the cognitive decline, um, it makes it so that you cannot react as quickly to situations, which can even impact your driving when you're not high. So to me, I'm seeing like all these negatives, but then the positives, even the positives, like relaxing you, can actually be associated with the negatives. The relaxing is actually like a brain, like changing your brain and like, um, which can contribute to the cognitive decline. So I'm just, I don't feel like there's enough benefits to justify a lot of the negatives, right? Well, uh, if, if that was a significant issue, the fact that like 55 million Americans, 20, 20 something percent of Americans consistently use marijuana and are currently using marijuana. Mm -hmm. If that was a thing, we would see some kind of drastic change in intellect level, in articulation level, in uh, increased rates and crashes. Studies. Like There have been, there literally have been in Colorado. There are, um, it's like it increased 10 times the amount of cannabis related uh, medical incidents. It's still small because well, there's not. Well, obviously, if you legalize a drug, the amount of incidents related to the drug are obviously mm -hmm. going to go up. But I want to know relative to the like to the general crashes, population. No, no, no. I mean, like, so prior to legalizing weed, the amount mm -hmm. of crashes was X. After mm -hmm. legalizing weed, the amount of crashes is what? Because if it's a it's the same number, then the fact that they're doing marijuana changed nothing. The amount of crashes is the exact same both before. And no, after. It's, it goes, it, it went higher, right? So it's not, I don't think it was like super substantial, but it does increase your risk because the usage didn't go up incredibly much in, in Colorado. 
um, at least the abuse rate didn't, right? The CUD rate didn't. It went from like, it went up 2% percent points. Right. So the question would be is if we compare a society with no um, marijuana and then we legalize marijuana mm-hmm. and there's a marijuana usage, how much does it go up? That That's the question. Right. No, I understand. So I think so. I, my point is that it seems like there are, even if they're like a little bit more negligible, the harms don't seem to outweigh the positives. So like for the cognitive decline, people don't even know that this is a possibility. There's a narrative that weed is like not a harmful drug whatsoever, that it's like the most harmless drug out there, but people are having a cognitive decline without even realizing it. And this is like shown in like controlled studies. So it's like, so here it's like the benefits of it is that you get high and that's pretty much all like for maybe a couple individuals, it could help with like their anxiety. Um, and of course there are going to be legitimate medical usages, but I'm not sure if that's the threshold that we need to legalize it. Right. Well, it, if it makes people feel good, then people should have the right to do it. And if they, if, as long as the risks are posted on the little thingy that says, oh, you could die of cancer. What about meth? <laughs> what about meth or cocaine? Well, that puts them at cars? risk of other people. But right. so like if, if something puts a significant risk that you're going to crash into other people and it increases it by a significant amount, yes, that's a problem. I so looked up the s- study for marijuana. Mm-hmm. It's a 6% increase in injury crashes, 4% increase in fatal crashes. This is like nothing. Mm-hmm. It's like, there's like a single digit percentage. This is, this is not like we should immediately ban marijuana because there's no, a 6% increase No, I'm not saying that. I think crashes. there's a conglomeration of, of things that we need to be looking out for, especially when a drug is being marketed as being harmless. It, it's about as close to harmless as you can get and still be counted as a drug. Like again, sugar causes more caffeine, causes more increases in caffeine, cause a higher rate of increasing crashes because caffeine highs are a thing and caffeine crashes are a thing. Um, so caffeine causes a higher increase than this. Uh, this is, Do you, this is like But nothing. caffeine has been studied. It's been approved by the FDA, like literally every other drug has. What is the negative of just decriminalizing it right now and waiting until we have more studies um, on weed before we proceed with potentially loosening the ties for the, the legalization? Because we What's have enough, we, well, I'm not sure what the negative, would less people get to be, feel better for a longer period of time. That would be the negative, which is a pretty bad negative. People take but is our goal for people, but like long-term though. So like. Well, well, I, well before I wanted to have a, a second answer. Yeah, go ahead. Question. Okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, if we have a large repository of evidence and data that shows mm-hmm. that weed is less bad than caffeine in literally every way, it damages your brain less, it causes you less impairment, it's cheaper, it actually helps you to do things better. Um, it still has, it's not perfect, it does have consequences, but it's better in every way than a drug the FDA has approved. Isn't it reasonable mm-hmm. to say, it's probably going to get approved by the FDA if they do the studies. What, what is what is your criticism here? So... I think so. I think one of the biggest things is that the FDA will be able to pinpoint exactly what they need to be looking out for, um, especially when it comes to medical situations. Um, I also don't see the negative side effects of caffeine. I think that's over. I think you, sometimes you can have an increased, a slight increased risk of anxiety. I have read that, but. I also think it's, so I think it's, it's, even with like alcohol, 
those things like we could not make them illegal it just wouldn't happen it's even if they were unhealthy it would like of course the prohibition happened and it was a disaster that literally just would not be possible so I feel like we're at a stage with like marijuana that we can try to roll it out if we do very responsibly right um same with a cigarette question for you really quick so if it was found that there are studies that show long-term consumption of low doses of caffeine could cause uh slow damage in the hippocampus region and impaired long-term memory at the same degree as marijuana would you be in favor of banning caffeine again i feel like that's trying to put the cat back in into the bag if that's the case i think that's that should be talked about and i think that should be made much more clear but i think it's going to be a much easier um, and well-received um measure to actually just do the studies and make sure that weed is actually we know what to look out for with weed as the doctors have recommended as a consensus is before we make it legal I think that's going to be much more reasonable than trying to somehow make caffeine illegal. Also, I I just read this from a study that this wasn't hypothetical. I'm literally just reading off of a study from Wikipedia that shows this is a thing. So you can find these effects for pretty much any drug. Was it comparing it directly to weed? No, I'm just reading. I just Googled negative effects of caffeine on study. But we don't. Do you feel like. There's something to be said about like a consensus of doctors being concerned about the side effects of weed. Should, is that something that we should be concerned about? Uh, only if those side effects are greater than any of the other drugs that we already know are accepted by the but FDA. Do you, but do you see, like, why would doctors be concerned about that? If Doctors that are concerned about literally everything. You can find anything imaginable doctors are concerned about. But they prescribe. They're like Adderall, they prescribe, right? Yeah, they're paying there lots are... of money to do that. So, but you can find any study of anything, like too much sugar they're concerned about, too much sunlight yeah. they're concerned about, too much, too much uh, sunscreen they're compared about. Too Do much you think there's legitimacy there? No, I think they're mostly, that's just their job. They realize, oh, there's lots of things that could kill you and they have a very small chance of killing you. But do you think that they are able to pinpoint some areas that we should be concerned about and that there's wisdom in the, the studies and the cautions that they give um, since they're healthcare professionals? There's wisdom in that there are notifications that you could be aware that you have a 0.0001% chance of getting cancer if you stand in front of a microwave. Yes, we, we, we want to know that. This is good information to know. I'm glad we know it. Am I going to stop using a microwave? No. It doesn't so, seem like a consensus, though, from doctors, though. Like, I understand. I think, like, a better, so, like, the, the um, sugar thing, I think, is a really good example for, because I know that. I don't want to be like, oh yeah, there's like a point because a lot of, I don't think any doctors are saying like stop using microwaves, right? But I understand that like a lot of doctors are concerned about like sugar consumption. I'm trying to find more of a one-to-one comparison. Doctors, I feel like if there's a drug that's that could potentially be legalized and the consensus of doctors is saying, hey, we need to study this more. There's these like cognitive things that we haven't fully nailed down and they can affect people and we don't know the full effect of of these there's there's potential like psychosis episodes that these drugs could potentially have so do you feel like we should like consider that and like try to roll it over to the FDA first just even as a precautionary measure no 
because we have a massive history of massive amounts of users who we, we can just look at and talk to and see what the effects are of people who've literally used it every day for the past 20 years. Uh, we have a huge database of people who have used it. We, we have a large amount of, of, of data set to look at to show what the effects are. But they also, the thing is though, it's not just the effects of weed, it's also the effects of abuse, right? And they've actually shown that if you illegalize it, the rates of abuse, just the fact that you're legalizing it, it goes up, not even just according to the population, it just goes up in general, right? By single digit percentages. Um, there's a been legalized in, like, all drugs have it. been legalized in several countries and marijuana has been legalized in multiple states and the amount it increases is, is minimal. It's not like another 10% start using drugs. No. But so there's, you're right. But at the same time, the abuse rates go up disproportionately to the number of new users. So study people who doctors typically put that up to social acceptance right if we are making a drug legal there's a social there's a social acceptance that comes with that and there's also a risk that younger people will start doing it as well so i feel like there's like multifaceted like concerns here especially with younger people um and how it can as you said disproportionately affect them in a negative way right Oh yeah, sure. So I'd definitely that, be to be clear. I'm I'm definitely for like having an age limit, like alcohol. Yeah, like, but do you see how like even if it's implicit, um, a legalization will increase um, abuse, a marijuana abuse in younger people, teenagers? Uh, not really. No, because that doesn't actually happen as much. It usually, it's the mm. opposite. If you make it illegal, then more people use it. Like the abolition of alcohol. I forget what it's called. The, the legalization or illegalization doesn't really make much of a difference at all. Like even in countries where it's always been illegal, the usage is still about the same. The usage is about the same in most cultures. So Vox actually did an article um, about weed legalization and abuse. Um, and they actually found that legalizing does increase the rate of abuse disproportionately to the number of new users. Um, so what is, what is abuse of marijuana? So, case? um, it's the DSM, they categorize it and usually they have like a criteria, um, but it usually is a daily usage, um, is constitutes abuse. But the, I think there's a, the threshold is more like if you go off of it and you cannot function without it, that type of stuff. Um, dependence constitutes abuse. Um, but the DSM-5 actually goes into, they have like a screening process for what constitutes abuse. But as we talked about earlier, the rates of addiction is like 10%. Mm-hmm. So of users, which is significant. That's much lower than alcohol users. Yeah, so the maximum amount that abuse would go up is 10%. I'm, I'm sorry. That's much higher than alcohol u- users. Well, alcohol alcohol like users. 50% addiction. Like what? No, no, no. Alcohol users, their abuse rate is actually lower than weed users. And they actually, doctors are saying that that's partially because of the social acceptance of weed and the um, propagation that it is just not harmful. Yeah. It also doesn't make you sick if you drink too much. What do you, yeah, <laughs> that's also true, fair. 
that's also probably why. Um, yeah, I don't. I wouldn't consider smoking marijuana once a day um, abuse. That, that seems ridiculous. Like no, I mean they have. Do you not believe that they have like an adequate rationalization for what constitutes weed abuse in the DSM five? Uh, probably not. No, I mean the DSM five is kind of garbage in a lot of ways, but that's a different topic. But, but no, why? I don't think like this is. It's kind of a kind of a ridiculous standard. Why? Because we know the effects are so minimal that you should essentially be able to take as much as you want. Like, how how do they define sugar abuse or caffeine abuse? So, so specifically with weed abuse, if you go off of it, if you can last, the withdrawal can last up to an entire month and it can actually be debilitating. So you don't get any work done. You're in a really shitty mood. You're irritable. Um, and that's because it rewires your brain and it, like the dopamine levels, um, go down your natural dopamine levels go down because it's supplemented with what the weed the the dopamine levels from the weed so it actually is a physical addiction they yeah, found so my question is is for the dsm-5 do they classify caffeine addiction or caffeine dependency any differently and the answer is no i'm not sure i haven't gone into it. it i just google it it's the same definition probably yeah so if um, it's and so so caffeine Caffeine abuse is the same mm-hmm. thing. If you have coffee every day and mm-hmm. and even knowing that you're going to have a coffee high and not and go through withdrawal, <laughs> you have a coffee a caffeine addiction. Right. You're so abusing I think the, point... the caffeine, you're abusing the coffee. <laughs> sure. But I think the point being that you're going to have um they they found correlations between weed abuse and other negative um effects in your like real life, right? So typically people who abuse weed report higher levels of mental illness, which could be just correlational, but there's some data to suggest it's actually causational. And it might be on a case-by-case basis, but also we're just looking at averages, right? Um, And you're looking at significant cognitive decline, right? Um, When you're when you have that amount amount of weed, there has to be like a level of weed that you that they're able to measure and like the effects of that, right? Well, yeah, but again, so just long-term effects of caffeine use include chronic insomnia, constant anxiety, depression, stomach problems, high blood pressure, uh, low birth weights for babies, miscarriages, mm-hmm. um, like name any other drug you can find worse or equivalent things so again approved just because so okay you could take the same thing you know how people the anti-vaxxers are saying that um you should take like the the horse dewormer right a side effect of that could be a heart attack where a side effect of zoloft which is a common ssri could also be a heart attack i don't think it's fair to say oh both of them have the same heart attack therefore they're just as dangerous as each other i think you're going to have different levels and that's why i think that doctors are going to be able to say hey this one might be a little worse than that based on percentages and the potential for this to happen Therefore, I'm going to be cautioning people about the horse dewormers and not necessarily about Zoloft, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think there's levels of risk for sure. Exactly. Um, and so the question would be is like, what is the risk of marijuana compared to the other drugs? And right. from every study I've seen, like marijuana is not that high. 
It's no, but low. you're just, but what you're doing though, is you're just saying, oh, there's a risk for anxiety if you have caffeine and there's a risk for anxiety if you have um, marijuana, therefore it's equivocated, but that's not necessarily how it works, right? Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is that if caffeine- well, The studies really are looking at this, the damage done by caffeine is equivalent or greater to the damage done by marijuana. Okay, can you Google, send me that study? Sure. Because that would be interesting. I mean, I feel like if my biggest thing is I feel like if doctors are warning, if the consensus of doctors are saying, hey, there's this recent, um, there's a lot of recent data that's coming out and a lot of recent studies that say that weed is not as safe as we thought it was. And that the narrative that it is like just the safe benign drug is false. I feel like we should be doing more research into it, especially if it's federally um, it's not possible to, to do it now. I think our first step needs to be, um, to be, to make it federally allowable to do research, to do more research and then reevaluate whether it's something that we should move up in the line of medication or if we should just make it fully legal. I think that we have enough background data on the topic to know that it's safe enough. But why do doctors disagree with you? They dis- they literally say that about everything. Doctors say that about literally everything. You can find a news article that everything is dangerous one week. And then it's but not doctors believe that, that everyone should be taking the COVID vaccine, right? Yeah. Even if it wasn't FDA approved. That's not what's yeah. happening with the weed situation. What? Yeah, I don't, doctors don't think everyone should be taking weed. Oh my God, surprise. No, 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 no. You're saying that every, they're cautionary about everything. Obviously, yes, they're not there's, cautionary. There's doctors about that everything. are cautionary about the vaccine as well. There's lots but of it's not the consensus, right? The consensus of doctors are saying that the risks outweigh the benefits. The doctors are not yes, saying that about yes. the weed. The doctors are all saying that there are risks to the vaccine, but the, the risks of not taking it are greater than the risks exactly. of taking it. Exactly. So they, all, there are the consensus of doctors is that. The vaccine the has benefits. side effects. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's not perfect. Correct. So and the consensus so, is that. So, so the, if, if imagine if the vaccine had no benefits whatsoever other than just making you feel good, mm-hmm. do you think doctors would have a consensus that oh, this is probably not a good thing? Yes. So if okay, if the the only benefit from a vaccine is to make you feel good, obviously they're going to say this is a bad idea because they're doing a cost benefit analysis, right? Similarly, if there's not enough benefit medicinally from weed and there's a lot of detriments they're probably going to advise against taking it right well sure but doctors are going to advise against anything that just makes you feel good at the damage of your body but i think that's i think that the benefits of feeling good outweigh the costs to your body i would say that that's definitively the case i don't know if that's the case because doctors also say that it's okay to drink um moderately right so a lot of doctors from my understanding, I haven't done recent research into this, but the accepted consensus is that like one drink of alcohol a day or every few days is usually healthy. If it's like red wine, that type of
Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.